0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Quarry After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We're discussing Season 1, Episode 2, Figure 4. That's right, so much to talk about as Quarry gets in over his head once more. Or maybe not. Stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan
2: discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the
0: buzz begin. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are. Good old Courtney after (laughs) show here on AfterBuzz TV. We have Lucretia Lyons.
1: Hey guys, I'm Lucretia Lyons. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one.
0: That's right, as long as you don't lie to anyone.
1: (laughs) I know, this is totally not my song.
0: (laughs) And we have Courtney Henderson. Welcome, Courtney.
2: Hello, thank you, Phil. Good to have you tonight.
0: That's right, you guys held it down, episode one. If you're just joining us, definitely check out that episode. Um, Or not. You know, <laughs> or no, yeah. it. check
2: it out. <laughs> Come so, on, check it
0: out. You guys held it down, so I appreciate it. I uh, I was very sad to miss it, but unfortunately, life circumstances were as such. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, episode two. Real quick, overall thoughts. I want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, how the season's already progressing in this episode.
1: To me, I love the character of Buddy. And I love that, you know, and they use some really bad language, but he is a gay guy, especially coming out in the seventies. I like how stuff is used that nowadays is no big deal. And to me, the fact that he was such a badass too <laughs> was cool.
0: Listen, I think yeah. the gays can be badass yeah. too. I think that's what we learned. i
1: well, no, we're yeah, like absolutely. He, Yeah, and that that's why they keep calling him out. I'm like, Man, but he bashed your head in, man. <laughs>
0: He did, and uh, it was quite graphic, and so obviously we'll talk very much at length about the warehouse scene. And for you, Courtney?
1: Mine, two
2: things. Holy graphic. (laughs) um, Was not expecting that, which I guess I should have based on the nails going into the bat last episode. Uh, And then also, I continue to love the use of the music. Um, I don't even know a lot of the songs, which is also exciting for me. I love music, but, but just... It's very strategic. Like and, and the lines and the lyrics in the songs that they chose are clearly intentional because of the parts of the songs you hear and then, you know, when it's just quietly in the background and you can't really make sense of what it is specifically.
0: Yeah. What what I love yeah. most about this show so far is is the broker and how kind of, you know, their their mm. viewpoint of the world, the way Cory got his name, I thought was such a hard hitting point. Yeah. And then tonight yeah. we got um, you know uh, you know what makes us miserable? The expectation that the world is something else other than what it is. And I'm like, that's so sad. Yeah, and and <laughs> if that's your real, you know, and, and that seems to be the logic of, of this world. And so um, I'm kind of in it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's start. To, they, they use the metaphor of the tapes. Not even a metaphor, just a motif, really, more so than a metaphor. And, and kind of the past and the present. And, um, you know, it's it, it was very sad to hear you know and you kind of think yeah. about these things like we have Skype now and on these various things but they were the fact that they could even get tapes to let's say the battlefield and you know and, and and Joni's kind of spilling out her heart for whatever it is um i thought it was good use of that and um obviously it still shows that they love each other
1: absolutely yeah and as you say the broker he brings that up he's like even after what she did you still love her and you see just like with Joni later listening she still loves him, too, mm-hmm. uh, even though she she pretty much knows he's killed Cliff and all this dark stuff. But their love is still there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, um, but let me ask you the, the, the like, I know I'm, I'm sure you guys talked about an episode one, but like even now seeing it more, do you guys kind of have an understanding of why she would have done what she did? Because in some sense, if she had done it um, just to like by time until he's gone, then that's bad. But at least, like, okay, maybe he never finds out about it. And now you're with the man that you're Uh, supposed to love. uh,
2: So as somebody dating somebody in the military and having done long distance, um, because he lives in Florida currently and then, of course, goes overseas at times, I don't want to say yes. (laughs) I think it's okay, (laughs) obviously. Uh, But... I, as somebody who's been in that situation where you miss that person, and like there's just those nights where you just want somebody just like to hold you or give you a hug because of what you're going through, um, I do understand where that loneliness comes from and where um, just the need for the physical can come from, even though it may not be anything more. That you know, the love is still very real for that person that you are sending these love tapes to, um, but cheating is still cheating, so
1: yeah as i say i understand her point of view he's been gone a while she's lonely but i don't agree with it and to me if it was just like you know needing a warm body in your bed i think i would have maybe cared a little bit more from Joni's perspective but it was the tape i was like she had me at least be sympathetic until the tape with cliff and i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah you killed it there yeah that was like
2: your thing with your husband and then now you've got that with cliff and, and for me, I would say what kind of killed it was when Cliff comes to her that night, and she's like, no, I didn't call you. I didn't... She still has sex with him. Yeah. Like, now that her husband's home. Like, for me, that's when I was like, okay, like, I understand, but it's like, your husband's home now. You know, like, he, he fought, he survived, he's back. You don't know where he is or when he's coming home, and you're gonna risk it. I... And then the tape. Like, yeah. I just... I... I I want to like Joni, but I'm having a really hard time at this point.
0: Well, what's interesting, you know, I mean, at the same time, what what I like about it is that uh, she there's there's secrets that he's keeping from her as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. So it's just, it's one of those age old uh, proverbs, like you can't build something on lies. <laughs> no. Which is what the song's yeah. about. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I love that. Last time I I don't know about you guys But I was still left wondering I was like Wait They're staring at each other No one wants to say anything Like they both You know And he's obviously playing The power play But she's like Wait Does he know Does he not And as soon as he's playing That song She's like Mm -hmm. "Yeah, He He knows knows.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I wrote I wrote down I said Sometimes it's what isn't said um, Because I feel like the show's Doing a really good job Using the The space between the words Mm -hmm. Because in that opening scene You know You hear him listening to the tapes and then we see her discover, and she knows, you know, it's the the tapes that she sent him, and he walks up on her, and, like, he doesn't say anything to her. No. He just kind of walks away, you know, and so it's just, like, those moments are so powerful with nothing being said.
0: And w- w- what I loved about the song, too, obviously, it's Don't Lie to Me, and it, it, it resembles the um, the cheating and whatnot, but also just the fact that she lied about his his music, right? He was looking for the yes. album, <laughs> and aww. then he goes out and gets that <laughs> album. Uh like a
2: little victory. I loved
1: that.
0: <laughs> um, so obviously set up uh, very, very nicely. Um but in terms of Cliff, now obviously this this opens up things even further. Um because now she's being questioned by the police about it. They they're driving to this house. And the fa- it's just one of those things like at that point when you're driving, I would have just been like gone up and be like, What's going on here? Yeah, no, because the fact that she turned around
2: Yes. Or just like keep driving through the street. I mean, yeah. unless I didn't see if it was completely blocked off, like they couldn't have gone straight, so that's why they turned around. but I thought turning around was about the most obvious, worst thing you could possibly do if you're trying not to bring attention to
1: yourself, yeah, because back then technology was different, so they might have questioned her a little bit, oh, they carpooled together, well, why were they not here? But the fact that they were there and then turned around I was like. Okay, that's suspicious, guys. Yeah. Like they're like, Who are these people? And then that's when they start questioning if they saw it. <laughs>
0: I, I, I gotta jokingly say you know. the world's shittiest friend award goes to the woman that was driving because <laughs> she didn't listen to Joni number yeah. one. Second, if I was turned the other way so you're the person mm-hmm. that's being seen, not Joni.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we
0: got like an extra second of Joni because of that yeah. that U turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and and uh, and whatnot, so and here's the thing like the fact that she keeps these tapes at work
2: right who does
0: this these are the world's worst ideas ladies or guys seriously
2: case in point now she's got like a bloody hand from trying to like get the one tape that apparently she cares about not being discovered why was it like
0: uh it was it was locked away i I didn't quite get his desk Oh. I think that
1: was Cliff's desk
0: got it yeah that,
1: was, that's what I thought is that's why she was so frantic and uh, like oh god they're gonna find this and
2: I I have to say I wrote down you know it was the tape said like XX mm-hmm. and so I like kind of was like well maybe in the 70s they hadn't gotten to XXX yet no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just like I, a I've a seen the, the deep throat documentary they had <laughs> oh,
0: <okay.
1: laughs> uh, just, just trying to be like oh it's just kisses obviously it wasn't <laughs> right, right.
0: Um, when do you think she like started suspecting? Uh, well, I keep calling Corey, but Matt.
2: You can call him Corey. Yeah. I'll call. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
2: the show does.
0: <laughs> indeed. Well like, well, like when she's being questioned by by them, and and they say to her, "Of course, they always say like these are standard questions." <laughs> it's right. Like, yeah no they're not (laughs) of course they're not Uh, but do you think she had an inkling before that or this was like oh shoot I know exactly what's going on
1: I felt that she had a little bit especially when he had the record uh, but Mm -hmm. the thing is she probably thought he'd just beat him up and until she knows he's dead and of course they have you know the car the cops she probably thinks something's up but until she had confirmation that he died it was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah he did it (laughs)
2: See, I I want to think that she didn't. I I mean, I think she did have uh, an idea that he. I mean, he's capable of this. But like you, I don't think until she got and was being got to work and was being questioned that she knew he was dead for sure. Uh, and then, I mean, I think she she has to think that Corey did it at least in part because the record. You know, he comes back with the record, but. You know, it looks like an accident, so I don't know. Maybe there's a little bit of doubt in her mind where it's like, well, maybe he beat him up, and then he was getting high, you know, and it just was kind of a really bad night, (laughs) but not necessarily that Corey killed him. Um, Yeah, it's hard to say.
0: Yeah, I I think I think she'll start to suspect it a little bit more and more as time goes on. But yeah, I think right now it's more of a question, and and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's doubtful, and uh, until she until she can confront him she's not going to really know Um, but also too I wonder because he got killed for a reason Mm -hmm. right it wasn't just that Corey was upset with him and so I wonder how much she's knowledgeable of that side of things
1: yeah to me as loving as they are and how close they are to me at this point if she does think he killed him which i believe she does uh she thinks it's just over jealousy not this whole she doesn't know he's being hired to kill you know that's how he's making money because he can't get a job but i feel like that will be the thread that starts to pull and she'll start to figure out more because especially when more people like you know his friend was killed so far not that suspicious But the more and more people around them that start dying, I think, because she's not an idiot, I mean, despite her having that tape at work. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, it was technically him. Yeah. I I fear that there's another tape that actually has something. Oh, yeah. Because there were a
2: lot of tapes in that box or whatever that she pulled, the XX1.
0: Yeah, and she only went for that specific one. I I feel like there's one where he's professing his love to her and, you know, he never sent it to her or (laughs) something. And they're going to be like, what is this?
2: So I had another thing since we're talking about it, when she goes uh, and freaks out and she's like shaking and crying after yeah. she's being questioned. I, I maybe it's just me, but like she kinda grabs her stomach and I know she was like freaking out and like probably just like sick because of the
1: reality of
2: him being dead and everything, but I'm kind of like, is she gonna be
0: pregnant?
1: In a soap world that would be true. And that may be where they're going, but I mean I don't I, follow... Like, I think that's it so was,
0: cliche, though. I know, yeah. see, and
2: that's, and that's kind of... I thought it... And I was like, kind of like, I hope not, just for that reason.
1: Mm. Um this will be a who's the daddy
0: story. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't, but, I don't feel like going there just yet. I don't think
1: right. that that's the direction the show would want to well, take not I,
2: I mean, she's obviously a huge part of the show, but I feel like that would kind of take the plot line away from Corey and the broker and kind of the main plot line that we're still just getting started with mm-hmm. two episodes in
0: yeah i mean, I mean until he said that line of you know the fact that you know do you obviously still love her despite all of this, I was mm-hmm. like Joni could have been dead at any moment and <laughs> yeah. I, I, I you know this far into it i would i would I don't think uh it didn't have that weight until that line yeah um ultimately, um but speaking of people cheating, what our good old Gwen <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> one right, two rights, or two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, this such... is very true. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it's very. So let me ask you this: How do you guys root for Cor- Corey if uh, he's doing these types of things?
1: To me, it's just like yes, two wrongs don't make a right, but I could understand his point of view there. But I feel like it might be a one-time thing. I don't know how long Gwen is stated to be here. And the, to me, the strip club scene seemed pretty finite. Like it, it was kind of funny to me. Like they're they're really helpful strippers. <laughs> it's like oh, really help this guy out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, it was kind of a cute scene. But I'm like, I to me, it felt finite. And I think that's why I can still root for Corey. But if it's not, he's just as bad as she is. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he's just killing people to to just keep the family afloat and pay off his friend's debt. I mean. Not a bad guy. I
2: mean, I kind of feel like he doesn't have another choice. Yeah. I mean, I know you like you always have a choice, but you kind of don't always. Have well, because
1: he he tried to get a job, but you know the way that Vietnam veterans were treated at that time, and that's the sort of thing is he feels like this is all he can do. So it's easy to side with someone like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, we'll just see where he goes. See,
2: for me, honestly, the thing that I was thinking about during the whole strip club scene was. Uh, Aside from is she really married or not, because she says she's not, but it's kind of like, mm-hmm. are you or aren't you, you know, because either way it can be a line. Because you you want to cheat on your husband or you're really single and you finally met somebody that maybe you're actually interested in. Um, but it was like, for somebody that's like, you know, basically 30 grand in the hole with no real job either, you sure are spending a lot of money. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> with the drink anyway, that was, was kind of like...
0: Well, uh, you know, going back to your point, Lucretia, I was thinking about, uh, you know, he does say that line in the first episode of, like, by doing this, we're proving them right.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, at this point, I mean, I don't know how much guilt he actually still has, especially the fact that he is, you know, going to these strip clubs, uh, drinking a crap ton of booze. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I do think he's just kind of succumbed to what the broker wants him to be. Um,
2: Which we see later. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it, but but in some sense, like it, I don't. What, what I guess what I'm trying to say is he's not really fighting it.
2: No, yeah, exactly. Because the scene I'm specifically that came to mind you saying that is when he says something about coming on board, and the broker's mm-hmm. like,
1: "Oh, I didn't uh, realize you were." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: You know, and, and it's one of those where he didn't fight or correct him and say, "Oh no, no, I'm not on board. I'm just you know,
0: I'm just here to he do just, this job." He
2: didn't say anything, so it's kind of like, well. I mean, in one episode, he's down five grand. That's a lot of money. That's a whole year's pay as a swim coach. So, you know, it was a pretty productive, you know,
0: pretty productive
2: time. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Absolutely. And let me ask you. I mean, how much obviously he cares about Arthur and um, and whatnot, but eventually, like when when is that going to be stop being just a reason? You know what I mean? Like, that's his motive, and he says he is, but uh, I don't quite fully believe him.
1: Yeah. I feel that, you know, much like soldiers in general, is, like, he needs a purpose. And that's why he was, you know, not just, you know, money, but it's a purpose. And while he didn't want to do this, doesn't want to be a killer, Mm -hmm. just like with a lot of people, you realize that's what you're good at. And he just sort of has this defeatist attitude about, well, I guess this is where I'm supposed to be. And it's somewhat understandable But I feel like he doesn't enjoy it. He just... He's like a robot, just doing what he needs to do to get by. And that's why he's drinking, he's self-medicating, which is great to see, because, you know, back then it was, like, shell shock, and they had all these other terms, but we know it as PTSD, like, when he has the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. That's what I really like to see, because you're like, this guy clearly isn't okay. And And nobody's really acknowledging that, because they don't know what we know
2: now. Hmm. Well, it's interesting, because when they talked about the purpose, because of the encounters and him... uh, him being uh, Corey going to Ruth and, you know, seeing the kids and, she, you know, he's f- trying to be discreet about asking about, you know, do you have any new nice things or, you know, mm-hmm. what's the deal? I kind of feel like the money might be out there somewhere and he's, he's going to have to find, you know, like it's hidden somewhere, you know, stashed away and that he eventually finds it or that maybe on his own time. I, I don't know. I guess I thought at that point that might become more of the, the plot line um, to where then it's like, okay, very quickly now he's paid off the debt, but, He's not walking away. You know, that's when you see that, like you said, that that choice now to just stay a part of it. Uh, and to your point, with the whole purpose, I kind of felt like that might be something where taking care of Ruth and her kids now becomes somewhat of his purpose. Until, you know, while he's so lost, especially with whatever's going on with Joni.
0: Got it. But, well, I have a theory about the money, so remind me. Okay. But uh, speaking of money, just in general... Corey, you know what? I mean, I, I get us to the nineteen seventies, and God, if they only had DraftKings back then, he could have made <laughs> some money and had fun doing it instead of having to like do it all the worst ways. DraftKings.com, for those of you uh, who don't know, it's a fantasy sports um, site. In this uh, fantasy football, in particular. We know football's back. That's right. The L.A. Rams just had their home opener. Yes,
1: and it wasn't as good as the Cowboys today. Ah, well, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That's it's what's so fun. You can root yeah. for anybody who you want. And uh, but with fantasy sports, uh, you get to pick who you want. And on, on DraftKings, you know one of the biggest things about fantasy that I hate is you're locked in to a whole season, and then after one week, you're like, oh, why did I pick these?
1: players, Seriously. they get injured. Um,
0: <laughs> absolutely. So with this, there's uh, there's no long-season long, long season commitments. You play whenever you want with the players that you want. You draft your team. You start up new rivalries, old rivalries. Uh, or, with, new ones. or new we ones. We can
2: have a new rivalry. That's right. <laughs> Friends,
0: family, coworkers, whoever. Um, find out who the superior GM is. All you have to do is go to DraftKings.com. There's something there for everyone. And guess what? Um, if you enter now, you get to win uh, up to $1 million in prizes, so don't wait. Go to DraftKings.com now and choose your players for this weekend's contest. Enter promo code BUZZ, that's B-U-Z-Z, and play for free with your first deposit. That's promo code BUZZ to play for free and share, uh, win your share of over $1 million in total prizes this weekend only at DraftKings.com. Eligibility and restrictions may apply. See website for details Corey should definitely check this out.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and last week it was like a hundred grand. So now that we're
1: up to a million. We just we're just getting like, more We prizes. should really Ooh. check this out. Things are getting better. I know. Good hockey times. season's about to start. It is almost October. Exactly.
0: <laughs> That's right. Definitely, uh, definitely check them out. Um
1: So you have a theory about the money?
0: Yes, I do have <laughs> a theory about the money. I think in in uh I think the broker uh is is tied in too deeply into this. I think I think he's got Suggs in this um, And I also think he has the money, and now he's just playing everyone.
1: Oh. I, I believe that, too, because he keeps mentioning it, and that's a lot of money for then. For him to really not be freaking out and um just sort of playing Corey like he is, it's like, he has that money. So
2: it's mm-hmm. funny that you say that, because I had not thought that, but that goes perfectly in line with, I felt like uh, the broker most likely set up buddy... When he brought Corey's backup up to pick mm-hmm. up the guns, like I thought that that was a broker setup,
0: broken move he's mm-hmm. testing
2: I mean, I it, can I, see that yeah that, that, that was my thought, all the money aside because he wants like the money and the guns.
0: What do you guys think the ultimate purpose and goal of the broker is?
1: I think he is just a crapster. I think that he think this is fun to him, and he, you know, and he's also like, oh, I know the, what a great pool of people to get to do things is these Vietnam vets who can't get a job. So he's someone, who, you know, he's almost like a producer. <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, like on unreal about. Uh, he's like, ooh, I can make stuff happen. Let's see what goes here. Well,
0: I, I, for me, I think. Um I think he's done something bad and he needs to basically purge a lot of these people away. So they, you know, because too many people know the truth perhaps Mm -hmm. about him. And if they all just kind of squabble within each other, whoever ends up being alive, it's still a victory for him. (laughs) Right.
2: It's It's collateral damage if they're gone. And if not, that's fine too. See, I'm kind of thinking that maybe he kind of got into this almost as like a revenge. Maybe somebody hurt somebody he loved. And in maybe a similar fashion where the broker did something wrong or ske- like sketchy, and instead of killing him, they killed a loved one. And so, this whole thing is like a very roundabout, inefficient way of trying to get whoever that was.
0: I think the broker's a lot more efficient, though. Mm-hmm. I think he is. I think he's proven and he's so tactical, you know. To- That's I, I- true.
2: He's very manipulative. Yeah. Very yeah, and manipulative.
0: And he doesn't have an emotion whatsoever. You know, I, uh, but speaking of which, let's let's talk about the warehouse scene um, because that's a Whew. that's that's a big big scene, very gruesome. Yes, uh, I loved it when the episode started. There's every single thing listed like uh, violence, nudity, gruesome, <laughs> net, like everything you can imagine in terms of. Which means of it's going to be a good
2: show. <laughs> yeah, I had to look away. Yeah. There were uh, a few times I had to look away.
0: Uh, and it started for me back at the bar, like, when him and J.D. were talking, you could sense that there was going to be tension and it wasn't going oh, yeah. to be good. like, And it, especially when you say, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's meet at the old place. Mm. Something's broken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and... Uh, well,
2: and that's... What do you think Buddy... Why did he want a better deal? Yeah, Like, I, I was having a hard time deciding... Which price was actually, like, the fair price? Like, who was really trying to screw who here? With the, the 33 versus the 38?
0: Uh, that, that is a good question. Because no,
2: I felt like it was Buddy. Like, it should be 38, and Buddy was trying to push him because he know, like, he's the client, so it's like, yeah, I can go to anybody and get this crap.
0: I think it's that, and I also, I also do think it comes down to the, um, you know... Uh, the gay, th- the gay thing in terms. Of, I think he was being pushed a little bit in that regard, and I think, um, I, I think internally he wants a sense of power. You know, I mean, yeah. th- th- there's a lot of you got to consider this. Like, th- there's always a lot of male ego in many situations, mm-hmm. but especially when it comes to like violence and guns, amped up. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's yeah. true. Yeah, and I felt like when he was basically gay bashing Buddy, Buddy's like, I'm going to show him. I liked mm. that. Okay. Though. It was like, you know, and that's what I felt it was. He's like, no, I'll.
2: 33. So 38 yeah. would be the normal price, but Buddy was just kind of like, I'm going to push him around a little bit and show him kind of who's boss because.
0: I think 35, I think. It's like, yeah, somewhere we, in the middle.
1: We, we
2: could have exactly, negotiated,
1: but no. But Buddy was
2: not doing that. No. He was making a point very clearly. Yeah, they were laying him out on that. the
1: table. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, the funny thing about JD is I recognized him Biz Killface from Devious Maids. And so, <laughs> I mean, it. As funny as the name sounds, it was like a joke sort of character in prison, like, that he really just was, like, really into the act, the soap actor that was in there with him, which was really funny to see him in this. I mean, he's still, he was still kind of funny, but then, you know, Buddy brings his bat back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh.
0: yeah. That was, uh, and just because what I like about Buddy, too, is, um, as the name implies, he's budding up to, uh, yeah. to Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I, I think he sees a lot of Cory in himself, mm-hmm. um, and whereas Cory, you know, you know... He, uh, I'm kind of, it almost sounds like I'm calling Corey. I'm
1: trying to I call know him Mac. they, 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 they make Mac. the mistake later. Oh, yeah. Corey. Yeah, Corey. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just
0: gonna call him Mac. But 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 in some way, you know, where where Mac is sort of going down a deep dark path, uh, Buddy has sort of come to accept it in some sort of way and can be jovial about <laughs> yeah. it. Believe it or not, <laughs> well, um, which
2: is so cool because in one of the early scenes, we see them sitting in the bar and it's like, I don't want to be your friend, and then he's kind of. Well, where are you going? You know, so to then now see them kind of into the beginning of almost like a forced friendship because they've been through this thing together now. And I think Mac needs somebody that kind of, in a weird way, gives him a sense of stability. <laughs> Which well, sounds crazy, I feel yeah. like.
0: You, I but. mean, I, especially like whether it's, you know, most military brands. Like, you've have got to have a level of trust, you, you know? And that's where we're... I think that's how respect is measured in terms of mm-hmm. trust. And now that he doesn't have our, our author Arthur, um, you know this is his guy. This yeah, is what exactly he needs. yeah,
1: it's his buddy. <laughs>
2: but they had to like earn. They had to earn it. Yeah. You know, like and and now through this interaction and this whole encounter, um, at the pickup drop off, whatever you want to call it, they they've kind of made that bond now, where it's like, okay, you really do have my back. I really do have yours. Yeah. Like you're my new partner.
0: Mac has some great. Uh, reflexes because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was expecting Buddy to just lunge no. and as soon as he did you gotta make that move and he did
1: yeah, and I think that's why they're seeing he's more and more useful, because he is great with tactics. Mm-hmm. And, and I did love how, like, we see Buddy in the first episode making that bat with the nails in it, and I'm like, a la Lucille from Walking Dead, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. And I couldn't believe that they brought it up that quickly, like, the next episode, it's like, I'm going to bash this guy's face in with it, because he oh. went to the car to get, to it, get it, it seemed <laughs> like, he's like, nah, nah, I got something better. <laughs> oh. yeah.
2: That's when I had to look away. And I didn't even remember the nails until he's walking away after uh, Mac comes back. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, it was the nail bat. Of course it was the nail bat. Oh, like, look away again.
0: Hey, listen, if, if you're going to put nails in your bat, you better try to use that bat.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't just let that sit around.
0: Absolutely clearly. Um, yeah, so obviously a very powerful scene um, and whatnot but um but then they they come back, and um in terms of so so we we get um we get the we we end on the tapes again, right, and that's that's kind of what I love about the juxtaposition oh. of it it's the old and the new, and uh here is uh sugg's good old Kurt Yeager, walking oh, yeah. up to the house, and as she's listening to um um to Mac, you know mm-hmm. um and so the the old and the new collide. what do you think's going to happen there? And that's, this is why in particular I do think that um, he is in the pocket of the broker is because I don't think he, he, you know, why, what business does he have going to her house? This quickly. This quickly.
1: Yeah, and especially when the broker had mentioned her and asking if she was alone tonight and stuff like that, he's hinting at, you know, and, you know, Mac even says, you've touched her. You, touch, uh, he you lured out. me here, yeah. Yeah, and but I feel like they're going to use her, and it may be that, you know, Suggs tries to seduce her, because I don't think it's going to be like a full-on kidnapping or something yet. I feel that maybe he's going to fill out the situation and decide what to do with Joni,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's why he's there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Yeah,
1: I.
2: uh oh, it's so hard because.
0: Well, I think that you watching. guys want to just move into tra- uh, uh, predictions because well, that's, we, I
2: want to talk oh. really quick. Yes. Um, when he goes to his
1: dad's house,
0: yes, yes. okay, thank you for uh, reminding me. Yes,
1: absolutely. Susan's a bitch. Oh yeah, I mean, on steroids. I, I could tell that there was obviously some issue when he saw his dad in the first episode with the, the with Susan, and it's like, okay, so obviously his dad gets remarried into a, and I see the situation a lot. The step parent or whatever is you know put together doesn't like the you know, especially when it's older children. Well, mm-hmm.
2: I I felt like. It's only because of the war thing.
0: Yeah, like, I mean... They,
2: like, that's why they're kind of keeping their distance.
0: I think it's the chicken and the eggs, you know what I mean? It's like, well, do they hate him because they've always hated him? Or, as you said, yeah, I, I think it is the Vietnam thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like that is some of it, but I feel like there's extra substance there that maybe something happened before he left the war because she, you know, remarked on yeah. the 10 years, and um, that's what he, you know, they talk mm-hmm. about, and you see how she is with him, and he's you know, more blue collar. She's this white collar put together woman so I think that's Don't big, you have housemaids yeah. to I do don't that?
0: Know. It's a figure of speech.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well and I love how she went and called and I was like you could tell she was like kind of trying to be quiet but obviously you're a half a room or a room away so what am I supposed to do? Talk to
1: him? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this dude just yeah. fought for our country sort of. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the, you know, I, I I can't wait to fully explore why he went the second time. The first time, yeah. you know, he got drafted, but the second time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's something there.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I feel that leads to what happened with Arthur and their situation with the broker. There's something sinister. I mean, and as I say, this keeps making me want to watch Full Metal Jacket again. gonna <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I was going to say, back
2: to Susan in the house knowing because there's that strained relationship whether it's old or newer he feels like he's in really deep if he's going to his dad for financial help
0: oh absolutely you know
2: what i mean like and so i just i really felt for him it's like everything is going wrong and so much so that you have to go to your dad who clearly doesn't want anything to do with you from what we know so far why you know clearly i think we're going to find out but um i'll be interested to see if if there's any sort of if his dad in any way reaches out to him or if he ends up going back again you know Mm -hmm. for money or you know whatever because he tells susan it's a financial reason of course it is kind of a thing yeah so i almost
1: wonder if yeah they've
2: done this dance before with you know him coming for money maybe i don't know
0: well i think uh i don't know if the, the house that they got i think uh the father had a hand in I don't think you just get a house like that. No, not yeah. that it's the world's best house, but it's it's a decent house. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got a pool. Come on, right. I, I know
1: right? that he built with his bare hands, but still, it had a pool. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I, I I think yeah, there's a history of money given and uh, put into things, but at least you know, at least with a house, it didn't go to waste. Like you, no, right, know yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I agree. Any other uh, stray observations that you guys want to touch upon before we move into predictions? There
1: was that bit with uh Ruth and the guy that came into the diner to talk to her. And mm-hmm. that that was to me it's like where are they going with this? Cuz I feel like she's being investigated too about the the supposed money, but is like is this guy much like Corey and Buddy and just sort of like a pawn or mm-hmm. does this even have something to do maybe not even the $30,000? Mm-hmm. Just uh Arthur did something else. Huh. Mm, Yeah.
0: Interesting, yeah. Well, I mean... very
1: curious who he is. Yeah,
0: and, you know, I mean, to me, as bad as Corey is, I I think Arthur was way worse. Oh,
1: yeah, because he was like, hell yeah, I'm doing this. Like, nothing, you know, in his mind, even though he has the wife, the kids, and his wife was so excited to see him. So
2: he gets this 30 grand, Arthur, and he doesn't all of a sudden, like do something at home. Maybe that guy does have something to make. Maybe he was in trouble for money elsewhere, and that was kind of catching him up or keeping him in check or whatever with that guy. Yeah. Like that we see at the time. I mean, I don't know, but...
0: I think we're going to find out. Ooh. The ghost of know. Arthur is well and alive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe he used DraftKings back in the day and got into some deep debt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, all right. Well, why don't we head into Predictions. For episode three. And now
2: your AfterBuzz TV predictions.
0: This is a more longer season term prediction, but um, they keep using that key imagery with Joni, at least what very likely looks like Joni, and she's uh-huh. drowning in water. And I think uh, I think that's very telling. I think you know to to I forget which one of you guys said it, but um, I think she's going to be used as a pawn.
1: Yeah, I use it yeah yeah I feel that that's exactly why Suggs was there is they're trying to assess Joni and how to use her because they do know that Corey uh does love her despite what she did and I feel like that's part of the whole test because you know there were so many parts of that to kill Cliff is it just because you know that's what men do get revenge or is it because he really loves her they're, they're really looking at this as like a long-term plan-hmm mm-hmm one well, i'll say because of
2: the little preview for next week you know we see core pick up the phone i was kind of thinking more along along the lines that maybe she is kidnapped and that's where the broker's telling her like you don't even know who your husband is mm-hmm. like you know like that what do you think you're doing here like this is kind of has to do with him and it is kind of like you said a test of how, do, like how much does he love her in order to kind of Commit to really going on board to save her and have somewhat of a "quote unquote" normal life outside of you know killing people for money. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that could play into it. Um, you know, I'm very interested to see how the police kind of continue on in this mm-hmm. investigation because one of our one of our guys is very smart. He's yes. looking at the, you know, <laughs> and immediately as, the, as soon as the light comes on, he's like, <clears throat> turns off mm-hmm. the light, and that's it. Um, so I'm very curious about that storyline. I, th- I think we'll see a lot more of that as well. Um, yeah, I'm, overall, I'm just excited. Uh, for those of you who have read the books, I would love your input on it and how it's kind of tracking. There's, um, there's quite a bit of books. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 books already written. Oh, wow. Well, actually, the uh, Quarry in the Black, that's, uh, that's coming out soon. Oh. It's not quite out yet but you can expect guaranteed. that guaranteed. <laughs> I mean this stuff uh I mean since n- 1976 this uh this book series has been about.
2: That's crazy. That is know. crazy.
0: You know. Um and it'd be really cool to kind of track it from that time to what it is now. Um so if you guys are fans of the book series as well, love to get your perspective on that stuff. Um and I'll try to do at least a little bit more research into it and uh, maybe we'll kind of do some special segments on on each of the books. Um, I think that could be cool. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, no. Yeah, good. I think Nothing. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's about it. So in the meantime, where can people follow you?
1: Guys, since I'm Lucretia Lyon, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, anywhere on the internet, since there is only one.
2: And of course, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Cohen, C-O-U-H-E-N.
0: That's right and follow us here at Afterbuzz TV and we'll be back next Sunday night to talk episode 3 and of course the rest of the season as it happens so uh, stay tuned tell a friend please rate and comment uh, we love interacting with you guys after all we just kind of talk about it but it's a community without you guys there is no us bye
2: from executive producers Maria Manunos Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network